0: Hi, welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch bad diets, build strength and transform their habits so that they can lose fat and feel confident for good. So we're saying goodbye to yo-yo dieting, saying goodbye to restrictive dieting and we do all of this without sacrificing the food and the life that we love. I am so grateful that you've chosen to listen to me ramble on on this podcast and I would be really grateful if you could do me a favor. Please can you rate, review and share this episode with whoever you think that it might help. If you'd like my help and support so that you can reach your health and fitness goals, Make sure that you get in touch. You'll find the details in the show notes. For now, I will leave you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lift & Glow Fitness Podcast. So for today's episode, I have got an amazing guest with me. She is somebody who started with Lift & Glow, I think it was last, was it last year or this year? I think it was last year, maybe this year. Yeah, I can't. Well, anyway, you're being a member of Lift and Glow for a good, good, good while now. And um, Meg is somebody who has been a real big inspiration to me and also to a lot of the girls at the gym. I wanted to get her onto the podcast because she's um, had a bit of a journey with her health. And I think that the way that she's tackled it has been absolutely amazing. And I feel like more people need to know um, about what she advocates and shares. So Meg, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um so let us know just like before working with Lift and Glow. Obviously I know what everything that's happened since then, but like where were you at when you joined Lift and Glow? Just tell us a little bit about what was going on. Okay.
1: So I basically over the past ten years I've worked as a spa therapist on private yachts just like travelling the world and obviously doing these people's beauty treatments and stuff and living a life on the boots, but hard work, play hard, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Living a good life. Um and then all of a sudden it cut cut short. So basically, um I just was getting like the weirdest symptoms of like stomach pains and different bowel habits and just a bit more fatigue and I didn't really think anything of it because we work such long days. Do you know what I mean? So we work literally 12, 14, 16 hour days. So I thought, whatever, put it down. To the boat, and obviously, whatever I was eating was just wasn't sitting well with me. And I thought maybe I'm getting like a bit of gluten intolerant or something like maybe it's the boat food, even the boat food's amazing, it's super rich sometimes. Or you go from your lifestyle at home to the lifestyle there, you've got different routine habits, everything, so everything just starts changing. So I just thought this is a bit odd, this is a bit funny, whatever. Kind of ignored it. And obviously, my bowel habits are changing a little bit, and super gassy and super bloated. But then I was coming to the end of when I was on the boat that I was on. It was coming up to my rotation. So I thought, you know what, whatever, maybe I just need a holiday. Went to, on holiday, went to Bali, went to Greece and Spain and stuff like that. And it was fine, still a little bit different. But thought that's a little bit weird because usually stuff like that when you're on a boat, and I know I can speak for every woman on a boat you, like our symptoms on our bodies just change drastically. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got home and I thought, these symptoms aren't really budging. That's a little bit, they calmed down, but they were still there. And like abdominal pain and stuff started coming a little bit more as well. So anyway, did my thing as you do, went on holiday and kind of shrugged it off. And I spoke to the doctor before I went back to the boat and he said, I can't get you in now because you've got three days until you go back to work. So I was like, do you know what, I need to go back to work. Went back to work. And my symptoms just started getting worse from there. I just, I don't know what it was, just bloatedness a little bit more. And like, I was going to the toilet like five to 10 to 15 times a day, super fatigued. doesn't matter what I ate. It was an orange or whatever. My stomach would just be painful. Mm -hmm. But this is just dead, not normal. I started feeling a little bit weird. And um, yeah, and then, symptoms started to kind of like so just cracked on during the days doing the massages and then symptoms did get worse and I did start like we were starting to come out when I was going to the toilet and stuff like that and like dead I was getting a little bit more irritable and a little bit more fatigued and I just didn't understand what was going on and then till then I rang the doctors and they said your blood tests have come back they've come back fine because I got blood tests before I went back to the boat. They were like the blood test are fine. I thought that was nothing then. And then I started going to the toilet a lot and it was just blood clots and stuff like that. And I thought, Oh my God, like what is this? This is a bit normal, not yeah. normal. So I um I put in to obviously get the doctor to ring me and it, the symptoms were that bad on the thing on the like the surgical form that you fill out and it said, Stop what you're doing and go to A and e like an emergency service. But I can't go to the a and A I said I'm on the a booth. booth. I'm on a middle middle of a bloody military shipyard. I've got nowhere to go. Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh God, I said, so I had to go back on the form, change it a little bit, so it's not as bad. So I could get a doctor's appointment. So anyway, he said, listen, he said, we want to get you in. Don't panic. I just want to screen you for cancer, kind of thing. But it's probably an 0.1% one percent chance on the floor. So I'm okay, you know, fine. I said, I'm home in two weeks anyway, so if we come back in, um, so as soon as I got home, I got straight in for like a. Um, consultation for the colonoscopy, and you think, oh, we might think you've got colitis or Crohn's or something. So don't panic. Anyway, so got back home, and still waited. So waited for about ten weeks for the colonoscopy. So I went to Ibiza. I still had my holidays. So yeah, was you were just out.
0: living life,
1: like life out. Oh, yeah, I was going out on the sesh in Ibiza, like living the best time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, and I got back, and then. Um, I got back in the September after Ibiza, and they said, um, got in for the colonoscopy report. No, got in for the colonoscopy. And, um, yeah, because I just thought I had, I suppose, whatever I just said, I thought I was just gluten intolerant. So I was just a bit like, you know, split odd. She said, OK, go in there. We're going to speak to you in heart about half an hour when you come back round, kind of thing. So anyway, she pulled me and my mum into this room, the doctor, after the the colonoscopy, which was fine, nothing to be scared of. And um, two doctors followed and my mum just went, oh God, there's two doctors in. And I said, she just looked at me and I thought, what's that? And I said, is there something wrong? And I said, she just said, um, just want to let you know, she said, we found a five centimeter tumor on your colorectal, like in between your rect- rectum and your colon hmm. so if you go down the bowel and she said it's about five centimeters and it's sat right on top of the lymph nodes and I said and I I think we just got into shock because we we're just a bit like shocked when we starts crying I was like oh god and I was just I was in like defeat mode I was like okay so how quick are we going to make this because I need to get back to work I've got work in two weeks to you know what I mean yeah like not even
0: not even like processing the severity of it just being like yeah sam well let's let's sort it because i'm going back on the booth
1: yeah because i was just thinking i've got this i just went into flight or fright do you know what i mean let's go and do this i'm not gonna feed this tumor or feed this cancer in my body and she said listen she said i'm gonna have to tell you like you're not gonna be going back to work for a while you're gonna have to tell them you can't come back and i was like oh god and that's when it kind of sank in and i was like no one I said I've got a house just got a house went through work's already started I can't be doing that do you know what I mean anyway so kind of just settled down we, we're walking back walking back in the car my mum just burst out crying because already I'd lost my dad to cancer like when I was 19 so she's just thinking fucking hell we're repeating history here we go yet. again yeah I said listen I said it's not going to be like the same as last time so I just made it, I just said super strong. I said, if you get weak around me and panic or stress or worry, or keep asking me if I'm okay, it'll make me panic and think I'm not okay. Do you know what I mean? I said, let's stay strong. We've got this. We've got to fight it. Head on. Take one day at a time. Mm-hmm. So, we did, so I did. Um, so I got home and I started looking at all the different alternatives because they said, Um. anyway, I come back in then for like cancer, like radiotherapy and like chemo. Um, consultations and stuff like that and he wants to put me on the heavy chemo and the radiation and um, I was just so scared because I thought I'm going to lose my hair and everything like that and that was what was panicking and um, so he got me in and he said um, with the radiation therapy he said we need to be quite quick because because of your age it's quite aggressive but it's not too aggressive where it's con- taking control but it's fast enough to last round to metabolism basically I think he kind of said it's fast enough so we need to do it quick yeah and um, I was like okay and I was a bit like oh god and I was like I don't want the chemo I don't want the radiation it's not that I don't believe in it I just know there's so many much more out there and I think you get so pressured and it's like act now you get a little bit scared Mm -hmm. so anyway we had that in we had that book in and he said about the radio he said it will damage you these your uterus and your bowels and stuff and it will affect you from having children and then that was it then that's when I kind of had like my little mental breakdown because I just, just thought you're getting hit with the cancer getting hit with you can't go back to work and now you're telling me I can't have kids do you know what I mean so it was like a fucking triple whammy all in one go yeah and I just thought no like this is not gonna happen and I remember even even before having cancer of different people's stories of like how they've healed cancer by talking to it and speaking positively and using all these plant medicines and of course. And I remember my friend sending me something about like she was saying all these affirmations and a cancer was on a scan and it was just going smaller and smaller. And I was like, nah, so if this can happen for somebody else, it can happen for me. And I was telling myself, you are extraordinary. You are extraordinary and you'll beat this. I kept telling myself, you're going to an extraordinary girl. You're gonna be an extraordinary story kept saying it to myself. So anyway, delved into like all the alternatives. Got on the phone to my friend Rob, who's done like ayahuasca and like combo medicines and plant medicines. Told me about it four four years ago. Was a little bit scared, a little bit sceptical. So finished my raids So we did my reading therapy for seven and a half, eight weeks. And then as soon as that's finished, I booked an early scan and I said, I want an early scan because to see where we're at, because I knew I was then doing something else. I got on a THC oil, which is cannabis oil, which, so it's not CBD, it's THC. It's like the potent stuff mm-hmm. from the cannabis. You just got to take it a little bit, little bit, and build it up. So I was doing that, and then I went straight into ayahuasca. So I did, over the last, over the course of three months, I did, like, nine ceremonies of ayahuasca and Campbell. So it's like the Amazonian fucking vaccine of, like, everything. Do you know what I mean? Like... And there was no pharmaceuticals and vaccines back then. You know, now there is, but they were all getting cured back then with all of these plant medicines. And Mm -hmm. I was looking at YouTube videos of people healing themselves from ayahuasca, healing themselves from Canberra and everything like that. So I just thought, I'm going to try it. What have I got to lose? I thought, I can put off, because he said, if it doesn't work, we're going to have to put them heavy chemo. And that's what was scary for me to go, I'm not going on the heavy chemo. There's no way that will fucking kill me alone. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I know people can even go one way or the other. Yeah. And know. No.
0: the the thing is with chemo is obviously it is a it's going to heal cancer but it really does break every part of your body down and it's very very hard for people to tolerate and if you're you're so vulnerable to other things like other infections and illnesses and so I can fully understand why you would be like no I I really don't want that and like try and do something else to try and like avoid it um yeah definitely and I think go on
1: you know it's killing every single good cell. So how is your cells then going to repair the the bad cells? Do you
0: know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. So. Um. So I think obviously, like, it's amazing that. So you've you get told that you you got cancer, and then you're the one who's saying to your mom, "Be positive. I'm gonna fight this. You don't get upset. You're the one who's like being the strong one, um, yeah. and like you're the one who's being like. Telling yourself, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna heal this. I'm gonna heal. Like I'm extraordinary. I can do this. If other people can, so like, obviously you've had this like determination from the minute that you got told you were like, oh, well, I'm not letting this happen again. it's happened to me, Dad. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna do it. And I think that is like amazing in itself. And I feel like like when I met you, um, I was just like, wow, like this girl is just not stopping. Like, how can you have stage three? Stage three, wasn't it? three stage three bowel cancer at my age at 30 and literally be showing up smiling be coming to the gym and wanting to work hard wanting to get stronger and I know that like fitness and health has been like a huge huge part of like your journey like you've the cancer has not stopped you from like wanting to be strong and wanting to be fit so like tell me a little bit more about like what was your what was your reasoning behind wanting to stay strong and wanting to stay fit like did you feel like that would help with your cancer or was that like a, a mental thing or was it both what was your I reason
1: I think it was both I think I know how because I never used to really work out and just did like love, love the partying and, and just live life and didn't focus on health so much and when I did it changed me altogether as a person so I know how much working out mentally, it affects you mentally and physically, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I kept on with that. But also what I noticed as well, when I started the cancer treatment, they came out to me and said, it says on the form, don't be doing a strenuous exercise or kind of physical exercise. I was just a bit like, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of went against the rules and I just thought, that's what's going to keep me strong like if it's going to get me moving for at least a, a, a 30 minutes to an hour a day it's going to make me feel better do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and it did and I actually ignored I ignored that um and started working out and my cousin said Meg I worked on the bowel cancer ward he, he's not a doctor he's like a physio person he said I work on the bowel cancer ward he said you know what's great for bowel cancer he said lift and weight he said you want to he said you've got to be careful about burning your energy too much and like a
0: doing hit. hits
1: yeah. and stuff you need to move on to like the weight exercise and I thought well amazing and then that's when your gym popped up and I was speaking to me with me mate Sarah mm-hmm. to the gym and she said oh it's amazing like you need to get in this and that's when I just said you know what I'm going to go I'm going to make sure I go so I was coming to lift and glow, leave a lift and glow, and then go straight to the hospital
0: and I that's just think nice. that like that's amazing and and when people in the g- girls in the gym started to find out that like You had cancer and you were going straight to the hospital from the gym. We were all like, what the fuck? Like we complain when it's raining. We complain when we've got like a little bit of period pain. And I know you had really hard days in the gym. Like there was days where you came in where you you, you seemed tired. You felt weak, but it was just like you were not letting it stop yet. You were like, no, I'm doing this for me. I have to do this thing for me. And, yeah. I mean, you weren't overdoing it. You come three times a week and, like, you know, um, on the days that you didn't feel good, you didn't lift as much. And on the days that you did, you pushed yourself and you definitely listened to your body while you were doing it. um. But it is, like, it's it's inspiring. And it's just, why would they say you don't exercise when it's clearly helped you get through that, like, you know, even if it didn't help you physically, which I'm sure it did to help you stay strong, it's, it's that mental, like clarity yeah. that you get and you know yeah. being around people and stuff as well will have been good for you you know you weren't working anymore you you, you just you haven't to go to the hospital every day being around people um yeah. was good for you as well no, definitely um so like I know that you've done you mentioned when you were talking that you've done like ayahuasca and you've done things like um out and stuff like that And I'm, like, so interested in all that. I find find it so interesting. And I remember you saying to me, I think you came back from Spain or something. Like, me and and Charlie were so interested in, like, we were, like, Meg's gone and done Ayahuasca again. Oh, she's gone on another retreat. And you came back, and me and Charlie um, were, like, how was it? Are you feeling okay? And she was, like, you were, like, oh, it was scary um all this happened and all that but you was you said something like um I just had this feeling and I just had this belief that there like wasn't one ounce of cancer in my body anymore and I just had this overwhelming like reassurance and I remember like tearing up and me and Charlie both had goosebumps and I was like wow this is actually scary what this girl is doing yeah. um and then you got that scan and you were like what happens when you got the scan
1: so that was the area scan that I said and he said we don't give area scans out because nothing changes on radio and chemo and I thought yeah nothing changed on radio and chemo but things are changing because I'm doing what I'm doing yeah so I gave the area scan anyway I got the scan results about six weeks later um and they pulled me over and they rang me and said um Mevin, are you okay to talk and I said yeah and he said it's excellent news and I said what do you mean and he said well, he said, "What have you been doing?" And I went, "I've said I've done plant-based, med- I've done plant medicine, and ionised water. Also, my friend gave me a machine,
0: yeah, the ionised water, yeah,
1: water. She gave me that in the December, and I said I've been drinking loads of plant-based, loads of plant-based medicine, and drinking medical-grade water. And he goes, "Well, whatever you've been doing, Megan's been working. He said the doctors are struggling to find the on the scan. I just went, I
0: fucking knew it. I went, I, yeah. I fucking." knew it you were adamant like that day when you were speaking to us you were just adamant and then for them to ring you and say we can't even see the cancer anymore like it's just unbelievable Uh the fact you had to push for that early scan because normally they don't have any change in that time it's just it's just amazing and it's mind-boggling to me as well because I just think like was it the plant medicine or was it the self was it the belief like was it the 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 mindset the faith the belief the changes you made with your nutrition or the plant medicine w- was it everything together like I just don't think you can even put
1: one thing on it I think the plant medicine hugely um helped me the THC the mushrooms the medical grade water the ionized water which is powerful antioxidants and pulls out loads of structural free radicals from the body and Anti-tumor fighting properties in the water, and even um, just the, everything. I just don't think there's one thing. I think it's a whole combination and a whole combination of delusional belief that yeah. I was going to fight it. There was no, there was, there was no option. Mm-hmm. It was I can survive or I can surrender. Like yeah. there's only two options. Do you know what I mean? I can survive or I can surrender, and I just thought I'm not fucking going anywhere there's no no don't get me wrong there was times when I when I would feel shit and feel low with the radio and the fatigue sometimes it would wipe me out and or like um, I would have realizations and like get into my head sometimes and be like oh my god what happens if it if I am going to go at 30 and oh my god what happens if I never go back if I can never go back on the boat again and I've never started that business or found that passion that I wanted to do and it just spiralled and I just, we've got to just, I just got to go out, I don't know, we're going into a different topic
0: here. No, I think, I think it, I think it is very fitting because I think everybody has, you're, you're a perfect example of how there must have been so many like dark moments and dips and days that you woke up and didn't want to get yourself out of bed. And you were just like, all this stuff that I'm doing is feels hard. And I don't even know if it's going to work. Um, and like there must have been so many times like that well what did you do how did you get yourself out of that I just
1: I I always just come back to what you focus on energy flows and it's a huge thing like if I'm going to keep focusing like oh I am sick or I'm really really tired today I'm going to be more sick and tired Mm -hmm. than ever I've got to snap myself out of it and I would think wait okay what are you doing take some more mushies, take some more of the vitamins, take some more water, take some, get yourself back into the gym. The times I couldn't be fucking ass to get into the gym. Get yourself in, I was walking out of a different person.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I
1: mean? I like, mean, that's what you need is quickly shape the, the, the change of state that you're in. Do yeah. Do you know what I mean? Massively. And I, and walk- I think
0: what, what you're saying there is, is that like, you took control of the situation and this is something that I'm really big on. Like, I have these huge, huge lows and it's like, what can I physically, I can sit in it and I can wallow in it. And you can just be like, right, this is just too everything shit. And then you'd be like, well, actually I can pull myself out of this. If I, if I take action, obviously you've got all those things that you know are going to help contribute to healing yourself. And rather than just being like, right now, I- I'm done surrendering. Like you said, and just letting yourself, you're like, no, I'm going to pull myself out of it. And you took control and you took action. And I think you can't, you can't say that you have not took action in the last, what is it 11 months or no yeah 11 months yeah exactly it's my and I think the one thing that always
1: always stays in my mind is like oh actually this is going on to a different topic but my mum said ages ago when I lost my dad and then I lost my ex-boyfriend six weeks later and I got into a really really dark place and I remember she just said Megan you know obviously giving me a bit of a shit up and she was like Megan the world doesn't stop for anybody so it's not going to start now like to you like carry on the way you're going because you're only going to go that way or you or you fucking get out of it do you know what I mean and always bring back and I thought that was like hard loving do you know what I mean I thought the world doesn't stop for anybody so it's not going to start and it's not going to start now so keep going
0: you know what I mean where do you want to be that's it you can you can stay stuck and you can stay miserable you know like you've had so many traumatic things happen and you're still going you know and like I do think that that is just purely because you've decided to be strong and you've decided to take action and you've decided to do stuff about it and not let yourself just surrender and be like, no, I'm just going to be this person now who sits in this room for the rest of my life. And you know, like you you, you just kind of got, got on with it, um, which is amazing. Um, so like what in terms of your, so in terms of like the changes that you made, you were living on a boat, you were living your best life, i imagine alcohol rich food all of that was involved did you do anything different with your nutrition and like your lifestyle when you when you found out you had cancer like what was there anything that you changed specifically that you feel like might have helped you with that
1: yeah i think i went straight on to like juices i've always like loved juices and stuff but i kind of like delve more into like green juices and stuff and got into more alkaline foods and like a lot more like organic stuff I went kind of started going straight to the organic shops and trying to get leafy leafy greens and eating whole foods like lentils and stuff like that and you know I love I love like a pasty and a pie and all that you know what I mean like I Mm. love me thingy foods too but I've always been quite healthy but I just mainly focus on more healthy food I've never really been a sweet person and stuff like that but I cut cut out a lot of sugar and like went to like organic curry and stuff like that and I just the biggest one is alcohol and sugar so I did cut down a lot yeah
0: yeah I feel like I've I've like heard and read that before where um cancer can't grow in an alkaline environment so you want to try and make your body as alkaline as possible um and things like sugar and alcohol and like fast food and stuff are acidic and they make the environment acidic and i do think like you know um people can nutrition has a huge we are literally are what we eat the things that we put into our body our cells are being created from so the fact that like you've took that on and not just been like oh i'm gonna come for eat i'm gonna carry on drinking alcohol you've been like no i'm gonna make myself as alkaline as possible i'm gonna get in these organics um does your water the ionized water is that alkaline as well yeah, so you can change the
1: settings on, on the machine to like 9.5, 8, 8.5. So I was drinking 9.5 and it just, it molecules, molecules, microclusters the water so it breaks down the water particles so it penetrates into your cells so you get a deeper hydration on a cellular level. So mm. just pain and nourishing your cells than just normal bottled water or normal tap water because of what tap water's chemicals and, Plastic bottles they've been on the shelf for three years before you're consuming it like it's dead awesome. it's not doing anything to you i know So this water is so powerful you start to notice you start noticing your hydration um, dr- dramatically you start going to the toilet more you start feeling better it, it enhances your energy and it was helping me so much with like my um, chemo and radiation symptoms as well, chronic dehydration. I was feeling weak at times I remember hoovering the four and I just fell to my knees and I said, mum no i um was, was bad for it. I was going to the Costco and buying the big liter plastic bottles of high Highland Springs or whatever. I was going through three of them a day and I was feeling shit. Mm-hmm. Started so on the water. The symptoms was hugely drastically changed. It was incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. I noticed the difference straight away. Penetrating into your body on a the level way better
0: yeah it is amazing it is amazing like water is a bit of a thing for me at the moment because like tap water is obviously full of all the shit that's in your pipes and then bottled water is full of plastics microplastics and microplastics endocrine disruptors and all this and it all just gets very very like not scary but you're just like well what am I supposed to do um yeah. so and like and obviously if that's helped you with your symptoms it, and, and it's helped you in some way, it must be doing, you know, some good. Um. So like one thing that I've learned about you since we've worked together is that you've got like this unbelievable mindset. Now I know that you have dips. Like I know that um these do come and you said before that this has come from like something that your mum said when your dad and your boyfriend both passed away. So like that, do you feel like that is like you've just had a strong mindset since then? Or do you feel like, you've had to really work on it during this period of your life?
1: I think I've definitely had to really, really, even from then, I think I I was just a bit of a shell of myself. Like, I lost two big characters in my life so close together that, yeah, I would bounce off and stuff like that. So I became such a shell of a human and was just partying and just doing all the wrong things. But I had to change. Like, I had to do something about it because I was going into it but I, I was doing well like on the outside I was doing really well but on the inside I was a train wreck do you know yeah. what I mean
0: yeah but that, so, that high function and depression and yeah
1: yeah fucking crazy honest to god so I thought and I remember my ex boyfriend said Megan if you don't sort this kind of out you're gonna affect your career and you're gonna affect yourself um but I just don't dive straight into like um podcasts self-development books and I just completely changed people around me I think I was making people around me uncomfortable like on the boats yep. and stuff I was just listening to podcasts and stop saying start started saying no to drinks and, and stuff like that do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, it took a long time where people now go god you make it look that easy getting up at six o'clock no hon it was hard when you know you're going to work a 14 hour day but you're waking up at five in the morning or do you know what I mean it, it's hard it takes time nothing happens overnight so I think it's just a building thing, like, and like I was saying, I think I said to you, and no, I said it to the girls in, in business, like, um, you know, I'm so used to waking up at six that now I've took a little bit of, like, time off and, like, relaxing after, like, the chemo and the radio. That habit of six o'clock in the morning, out the window, I'm struggling to get up for nine o'clock, you know what I mean? <laughs> Getting into the gym for eight o'clock, I'm fucking the nine fifteen, when I was six, seven o'clock, you know what I mean? So, it's just, it's powerful. You've got to keep on top of it. It's a working process and it's going to be until the day you die. Do you know what I mean? You've yeah.
0: got to, it's a muscle. It's the biggest or the most strongest muscle in your body, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. And I think, like, I was the same. So I feel like I started, to, people started to think I was a little bit mad because I started reading, like, these self development books and I was, like, just starting to, like, develop this discipline in me that, like, I've never had before and stuff. And, Um. Obviously, still you're gonna have these like dips where things all go to shit, and then you have to pull yourself back, and you always have to remind yourself of it. But like you say, it is like a lifelong thing. You 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 build on it gradually. You get stronger gradually. You start to deal with situations over time, like better and better. And I feel like the this like journey that you've had with um the cancer. I feel like it must have just made made you so much stronger than what you were, like the level of self-belief and the level of like, it's not, and it's not like toxic, like positivity or anything like that. It's just pure self-belief that I am going to get better. I will be here, you know, in a few years and it's not, I'm not letting it defeat me. Yeah, um, I,
1: I remember on one of the co- podcasts, I can't think what it was. I think it was Stephen Barlett's podcast and it was someone that said, make your way stay your best day and i would re- never forget that and the day i got diagnosed i just said to my mom this will be the best thing that will ever ever happen to me you just need to watch and believe as well yeah and i said to, to the girls and I said i
0: promise you now this will be the best thing that's ever happened to me and that me. is just like you've literally just given me goosebumps but that is just like um a few months ago someone said to me um your pain becomes your power and it's the same thing, your pain becomes your power, like, what you are struggling with, like, I always say this with the trying, like, trying to have a baby thing, I was like, this is just me being tested, one day, this is gonna all, it'll all be obvious of why this has happened for the last three years, and, like, that pain, all the, all those things, they're helping you, that's helping you, like, learn, and grow, and be prepared for, like, the rest of, rest of your life, and I think, the fact that the day you got diagnosed, that was the th- thought in your head. No, this is going to be the best thing that ever happens to me. Just shows that your mindset is like at a different a different level. And, you know, because I know a lot of people will get diagnosed with stage three cancer at 30 and be like, right, I'm not going to the gym. I'm not going to do this. Wrap themselves up in bubble wrap and be like, I'm um, I'm sick. I'm not going to do anything. And obviously everybody takes things in their own different way. But I fully believe that your mindset is the main reason why you have healed and healed so quickly because I don't know if you know much about like the placebo effect and if you haven't like listened to Alia Crumb, and um, Alia Crumb's done a really good like TED talk and it's the power of like just your mindset and your belief and you know like the placebo effect and I just think it's got to have had an impact on your 100%
1: 100, I didn't even feel like I I couldn't even recognize myself now, if I'm not even within a year, like
0: 100%, it's delusional. Do, do you think that you would be where you are right now if it weren't for that strong mindset that you've had? No,
1: 100%. And I think that's why I wanted to start share. I was scared to share my journey. But I wanted to share my journey because I remember how I felt when my dad got diagnosed and I said to myself, I would never, ever, ever feel like that ever again, ever mm-hmm. again. And I just thought, so there's two ways to go here. Yeah, I can go this way, or I can go up there. And I just thought, let's go. I thought, I'm going to share my journey because I don't want, because people could be healthy and and healthy and spot on. And then they get told they got diagnosed with cancer or they get an assumption of, oh, you've only got this couple, couple of months to live or whatever. The power of assumption is powerful. People end up decreasing the, their own health by going, you've got cancer, you can't do this, you can't do this now. Yeah. If you get, and they tell you you can't do certain things, but if you listen to that and stop doing th- certain things, what do you think is going to happen? Of course, you're going to come down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got to. I forgot
0: what I was even just saying then. Is that like you've 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 got to you've got to take it in your own hands and like I've, like yeah. it rather than you can be a victim to the everybody has bad things that happen. Everybody's got bad things that happen in the life and challenges that they come across, you know, like you lose loved ones, you get sick, you know, someone that you you love gets sick. It is it is really about how you react to the situations. And I think that your evidence of that, like you could have made your health even worse by carrying on drinking, carrying on eating food that wasn't going to help you, um, being inactive and wrapping yeah. yourself up in cotton wool and being like, I'm sick, I'm not going to do it, but, uh, anything. But you didn't, you did the complete opposite. You've got to look at
1: it and how I looked at it, it was like a challenge. Like I thought, okay, challenge accepted, like let's go. Why can't you be the um, the extraordinary story? Why can't you be this? And everybody should do, I know people are so different on the spectrum to cancer, but you've got to really go into like, Hey, okay, right, challenge accepted, let's go. Keep working out. If you're not working out, get into the gym and change your diet. Like is that kind of coke really worth it? Mm-hmm give it up for a, a, a six months to a year, then maybe have, dip in and have a little sip and see if you still like it then, because I guarantee it, you won't look at it the same way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got to just, it's your life, go for it. Honestly, go for it like it's a fucking marathon or something, do you know what I mean? Like in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's such good advice because people think... You know, like most of the women who I work with, they've got low confidence and um, they're struggling with fat loss and they just think that they're stuck and they're incapable of change. Whereas all they the first step to like making change, like you could go from someone who's really unhealthy and really unhappy to a completely different person in the space of 12 months. But the first step is actually believing that you can, it's that self-belief, it's that strong mindset. And like, obviously there'll be days where you're like, oh, I can't do this. This is just too much effort. I'm just going to surrender. Like, but you just got to keep dragging yourself up and dragging yourself out of it. Because what's the alternative? You just like allow yourself to be unhealthy and unhappy for for the whole of your life. You allow yourself to just be like, oh, these are my habits now. I have to drink two liters of Coke. I have to have a piece of cake every day. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Like it, it's that you're you're allowing yourself to do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think as well with me, when I did get diagnosed, I went like we we're putting a timeline on this. I will not be in this position six six months from now. I will not be in this position six months from now. And it was about six seven months that they found me and said Papa not find
0: a G on the scan. I fucking knew it. You don't need to
1: tell
0: me twice. Yeah. I knew it. You did know it though, and it was like okay. un- unbelievable. And like positive, like you, it wasn't like you were some psychopath going. No, I'm not. I'm I'm well. I'm well. Like you could actually see that. It, you were right like it, it was weird it and it was it is actually amazing and i do i do just think like and i hope that you know, like people listening and like people who uh, and, and even myself like just to use this power of like self-belief and to use this strong mindset because realistically if you if you use it and it doesn't work at least at least you tried i not a better person either way exactly do you know what i mean and if, if the way
1: comes to waste and it's your time to go you know you've done all you could, and you're you've you smashed it. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you would be happy. Do you
0: yeah. know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think that like having this, like obviously, because I, I just feel like you've always presented as someone who's like happy and like um just like bubbly and just taking it all in your strides. Do you feel like that was like hard and put on for you to do, or do you feel like you that was just how you took it? Like. How okay. did you do that?
1: I think that's just me. I think if you speak to anyone that knows me on the boats, don't get me wrong, we might all have our dandies or our little like neggy moments, but I'm always quite like, hot, cause I know what you're... I would would never be like nasty or rude to anybody, even when I'm I'm consciously, I'm unconsciously competent on how I kinda. I'm, I'm, I know if I'm having a bad day and someone's a bit rude to me, I'm nice. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like, I'm aware of, actually, don't take it out on them. Like, yeah. you've got to... You just I'm, I think it's effortless for me now. Like, I enjoy being in a good mood. I enjoy being in a good state. Don't get me wrong. If I do have a flop, then I'm just feeling a little bit shit and a little bit low and stuff like that. But
0: I love being in a boss mood. Like, mm-hmm. You've got to be. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and it makes the whole... Process, you know, much more enjoyable in a way. Like, you know, you could have took the last six months of being down in the dumps and still healing yourself, but feeling bad about it. It's like, you know, people who want to lose weight, they're like, oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to fucking eat this. I've got to go to the gym. Not like I get to do this for my health. Yeah. Like, and starting to try and see it in like a more positive way. And, and you know, you had this end goal of literally not dying, not letting this thing defeat yeah, And, oh have you have you froze how you froze <laughs> go
1: on <stop.
0: laughs> you had this like end goal of like which is so much more extreme which in a way might have been might have been good and might have meant that's why you put in so much effort but I feel like we should have like that positive like approach to doing the things that we need to do for our health like in all ways whether it's to cure cancer or whether it's to make yourself you know healthier because of fat loss or whatever um. so it, it is really amazing so like what is next for you like what's you've been told that they can't see cancer like what's next
1: as in on health wise
0: health and then like what are you doing with your life
1: i think just like um obviously maintaining like a healthy lifestyle and just keep doing what i'm doing now that i love lifting glow I'm gonna be in there a lot more do you know what i mean but I've got the fucking itchiest fucking feet ever. I need to go back and travel. I need to go and travel and do something. But the good thing that's come out of this is my online business, which is I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, and affiliate for the medical grade water machines that mm-hmm. help me physically save my life. So you can run an online business with that. So I'm going to go travel. I'm going to help as many people as I can start an online business, get this water machine in people's homes. And obviously... Sooner or later, I would love to start getting these machines in like in cancer centres or like health and wellness centres and just give back and help people with people and go with their gallons and fill mm-hmm. up the water and, or your mum's sick or your dad's sick, go to that centre stay for free. Don't know if I can get it into the NHS hospitals because, you know, Big Pharma runs it, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I job, but I'd like to start doing that and just really just help people try and, god just get better even mentally or physically and stuff like that and you know I was never ever prepared for my job to get taken away from me do you know what I mean and that was the most scariest thing financially other than battling cancer thank god my work looked after me and I'm forever grateful Mm -hmm. but um, a lot lot of of people do not have that do you know what I mean so what's your plan B
0: yeah
1: I certainly didn't have one I was doing a course while I was at home like affiliate marketing spending a couple of like 100 pounds a month on this course and um, I was like what am I doing I I was thinking about selling bouncy castles on Amazon like I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> do you know what I mean and then obviously when my friend sent me a water washing machine I just thought that's fucking changed my life sign me up and I've got started so yeah smash me on my business and I'm going to go traveling
0: the way out and so get back traveling and go to Asia or Bali or something oh, like that I love that absolutely love it um and obviously I know that you share loads of stuff on Instagram and stuff like that and like you're helping other people who have been diagnosed with cancer a lot and that on, yeah Um, And I know you've got like a little document with all of everything that you've done, which I'm sure people will be interested in. I know you've already spoke to a few of the girls in the gym whose family members are struggling with cancer and stuff. So let us know uh, where we can find you on Instagram so that I I will put the link in the show notes as well, but just let us know where we can find you so that um, anyone who listens can follow you.
1: So I'm on Instagram at Meg Horrocks, but Meg with a double G and then Horrocks with an O. So it's H-O-R-R-O-C-K-S
0: amazing um it's been amazing to have you on thank you so much for coming um and i hope that people listening if anything if they took anything away from this i hope that it's the mindset stuff i hope it's the like taking control of their own health and um, whether that no matter what situation that they're currently in taking control and and just the the power of that like strong mindset and the power of that 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 what you call it um on um, un,
1: um un, delusional belief
0: delusional belief that you can like be be and get to where you want to get to I think that that's like so underrated it's like so underrated and so powerful so thank you so much for coming awesome
1: hey thank you for having me I hope that people get a lot out of it
0: I'm sure they will I'm sure they will so thank you very much and I will see everybody soon bye Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.